This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Doma Media. We have Past Dave After Dark in After Dark in the Dark with a new supercomputer, a Jordan Bass. <laughs> no, Yay. I'm just in your uh, fax machine today. You're laying these <laughs> questions. Mm. Jordan is one of our producers, and he is stepping into the role of question reader today. And we also have the sentient AI. Producer Sasha, who you may hear chiming in, but um, I w- I was saying when we were logging on to Zoom, it is uh eight forty p.m. and I my my son went down and every night it's just so hard, it's so hard <laughs> the sleep regression, the yelling, the octonauts. If you don't know what octonauts, I have seen every episode. You know what I realized? If I just put it on repeat over and over the same episode, it doesn't matter. He doesn't even know. He's not following the the long narrative arc of octonauts. It's brainwashing, and I'm for it. I'm here for it. But I, I, I seem to be going to the grocery store a lot still. And every time I open my fridge, I'm so tired of my food and the, the food that I have to cook. And, you know... Thanksgiving and oh my god, I, I totally screwed this up. I think when I pre-ordered a meal from a restaurant, I only ordered it for four people. What? I had fourteen people coming. I just looked at the email, so I got to get moving. So it is. I, I don't know if. Well, it is the Monday before Thanksgiving right now. Yeah, and this is going to come out after Thanksgiving, right? So honey baked ham sold out of ham, so I had to go and buy a ham from like Louisiana. It's like a Cajun honey ham. I got a smoked turkey that really is probably just like a turkey wing and a neck because it's only going to feed four people <laughs> and the sides. And I was expecting to get a whole smoked turkey. And I, I don't know if the sides are going to be good. So I was expecting just to make the sides. So I have green beans, mac. I'm making mac and cheese. I'm going to make Parker rolls from scratch. What Excuse else am I going to make? Stuffing. Me? Parker house rolls from scratch, sir? Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. All right. Yeah. Fuck you, Chad Robertson. I'm the baker now. (laughs) I'm the baker now. now. (laughs) (laughs) He is a pirate baker. (laughs) Um, You know what? One day Tom Hanks is going to play Chad Robertson anyways. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Anyway, I got a lot of cooking to do. I'm going to make braised oxtails instead of short ribs because I can't get the short ribs I want. And um, 
I think I'm going to, I bought a turkey because I was like, fuck, I got to make a turkey now. And then my buddy, Damon Wise, who's opening a restaurant with Lauren Hirschberg, both craft vets, they are opening a restaurant in New Jersey called Pineapple Express Barbecue. And I just found out he may send me a turkey. So I may need that turkey. So I might have three turkeys or two turkeys, one smoked turkey breast or wing or whatever it is. Anyway, I got a lot of food. And then I looked at, you guys know what I'm talking about. You open your fridge for the week of Thanksgiving and you realize, I don't have anything to cook this week. (laughs) But yeah, my favorite thing is when you open the fridge and you're like, it's packed to the gills and there's nothing to eat. There's nothing to, (laughs) absolutely nothing to eat because it's all dedicated for a day on Thursday. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to do. I'm so pissed about that. So, uh, I went to Trader Joe's today ever since I was chastised for not loving Trader Joe's because I never really went. I think that we should do an internal of everything that's an in-house product at all of, at every grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like, give me an example. Because about. like today I went and I bought a marinated tri-tip from Trader Joe's. Uh-huh. And I cooked it in a donabe and I was too late. I was too lazy to like put it in the oven. Because our uh, our air condition's broken and it's pretty hot right now, and uh, I just I just slow roasted it in the donabe worked out pretty good, and I served it with sop, and I, I I lied by putting some momo soy sauce on it to make it a little bit more like Asiany, and oh I let it rest. God. Oh my god! And I, and I took out I, I roasted it in donabe my clay pot, and then I took it out, and then in the drippings I added some portobello mushrooms because these are the mushrooms you get at Trader Joe's. Who are you? Who are you even? Yeah, portobello mushrooms. Portobello. The, those garbage of most garbage of garbage <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> and, I, and a half a head of going bad Napa cabbage. And I just sauteed it in that with that like Santa Maria tri-tip marinade. Regardless, it tasted great. I sliced it thinly. And uh, I don't think any in my house realized it was a marinated tri-tip from Trader Joe's. They had no idea. Because it was slower than a Samjang. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Because I don't have room to make anything. I mean, you know, from scratch. Recently, I've been buying a lot more because I realized there's a Trader Joe's very near the house that we moved to. So I've been getting a lot of my, like, daily essentials. And one thing is, it's a much more affordable a Trader Joe's than most supermarkets. Okay. I think. Things are a little bit cheaper. Your essentials. But... There's some good and there's some bad. I feel like, I, and I got a uh, their their pizza. They have like a rectangle, like a thin crust pizza. I, I, it's tremendous. I'm tremendous. So, I'm so confused. I want to go back to the marinated meat for a second. Yeah. You, I mean, are you a marinated meat man now? No. That was no. A he is on normal. the record as not being a marinated meat man. No. But you know what? I'm not even a professional cook anymore. No matter what I tell people. They're always like, oh, you're a chef. I was like, I, the last time I worked a service was a fake service for a dramatic TV show. <laughs> that's the closest you've been to professional yeah, kitchen. Yeah, in the past two plus years, that was the closest I did. You were playing, you were playing a cook in a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, 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 I have sort of wrote a book about this. Like I've thrown the rule book of what I'm supposed to do out the window. And now I'm just like, I'm trying to. Look at everything with fresh at eyes. And I would never buy marinated meat. This is probably the first marinated meat, raw meat I've ever purchased in my life. What was the what was the lit name of the marinade? What was the advertised marinade you got? Try try tip. 
marinated tri-tip at Trader Joe's. I believe there's no, something tri-tip else. tri-tip is the cut, but what's the flavor? What's I the marinade? I, I don't know. It was what did like it taste some, like? Fucking sleuth it for us. <laughs> what, what was in the marinade? I mean, it doesn't matter because I, I covered it in uh, soy and savory salt. So, oh, my God. It tasted just good enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And your family couldn't tell the difference you're saying between that no, and like yeah, a, but, it was but which is why I'm trying to say it's like I'll probably get it again. It's such a easy dinner to cook. And it was like, you know, 15, 16 bucks fed for four people. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to try to order food or buy things like within the category within all. I think we should all do this, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should choose the supermarket that we drafted or not draft. doesn't matter. And we should just every day eat five or six things from it. This thing I bought today, the jalapeno seasoned corn and rice puffs, delicious. These are, <laughs> these are extremely good. Um, also, do not buy their Thanksgiving flavored chips. Not, you not know what? Good. I can tell you that too. I got a bag in my house that are horrible. It's fucking terrible. They're everything flavored potato chips. Very good. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, who has actually gone through all the steps of all the things they make? I think we can do a, like, a, we're not going to offend anybody. We're going to give an honest assessment of the things that people buy every day. More people buy this shit than anything, any in a restaurant. So let's test out, you know, like sprouts. I love sprouts. Some of the things they make really good. I went to, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the one? It's super expensive one. Bristol Farms. Mm-hmm. I had a turkey artichoke sandwich. It was fucking like nine bucks. I felt like John Travolta. Fucking nine dollars. You got nine dollar. <laughs> they don't put bourbon in it or nothing. Tur- yeah, turkey artichoke sandwich. I I don't know what compelled me. I walked past. It. I was like, wow, I'm gonna buy that. I have no reason why, but the Lord compelled me to buy this sandwich as I was buying other things. The Lord, the Lord being the little tab of LSD you started doing and you wake up just your mic. And I ate it on the car ride home. <laughs> God and I was like, fuck man, this is real. This is really good. This is a really good, really good sandwich. Are you just picking these things up fearlessly or is this like an existential, like summer of George kind of practice? I'm, like no. <laughs> I'm going to transgress. I'm doing the work guys. I'm doing the fucking work. <laughs> I'm doing the work and okay. we're going to compile a whole list of the do's and don'ts of what to buy. You know, the meat department at, at Bristol Farms is pretty legit. Pretty hey, legit. Like, uh, 35 hours ago when you started answering this Thanksgiving question, you were talked about the, uh, speaking of the meat department, the short ribs you want. What are those short ribs you want that, they, that you can't this get? This whole thing is like, I, 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 First of all, H-Mart fucks you because they just <laughs> rip you off on the goddamn oxtails. They fucking rip you off. It's like, uh, I believe I, I saw a pack of six for $48.99. A pack of six? Yeah, six. Big, biggies or what, what varying medium sizes. Size, but still, right. like, they know it. $48? You know, $48. You go to fucking Bristol Farms, that's like $5.99. Pam. <laughs> that's not true. Bristol Farms? No, it was maybe like eight ninety nine. Whatever it is, it's, it was cheaper because I bought some. I bought like five pounds. It's a lot cheaper outside of H Mart. We should come up like pro football, fantasy football. You know the you know like all these things plus minus system of grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I think we need to keep them honest. I won't even say which fucking supermarket, but I did mention them already. So it's one of the three. I bought some scallops. 
Mm-hmm. I did something I never do. I bought seafood. Just listen to our podcast with Josh and Island. I bought fucking scallops because Grace said I would really like some scallops. And I was like, all right, all right. And here's the thing. like, I'm so used to ordering stuff from purveyors. I'm just maybe too lazy. I'm sure I could get it all hooked up with um, my old purveyors, but I, I'm not going to be that fucking guy. That's like not, you know what I mean? Right. I don't cook seafood. So I was like, all right. I went in. I asked the fishmonger, the guy, the guy behind the counter. They were expensive. It's like, it was like $39.99 for a pound of scallops. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Grace asked, and she's nursing. I'm like, all right, I'll get it. I got a pound and a half of scallops. I was going to roast them in butter and thyme on my black steel pan. I was like, all right, be perfect. I did that. I bought them, and I, and I was like, can I smell them? Can I smell them? Oh, you made a mistake. Can I smell them? And he says, they're fresh. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at me, and I was like, all right. These are not the droids you're looking for. I was like, all right, man, I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> and they were dry. Like, they looked really pristine. Uh-huh. I took them home. I knew they were wrong right when I opened the package. But I mm-hmm. still was like, you know what I mean? When you're cooking at home and you're like, I'm just going to make it happen somehow. Like, I, I'm trying to not believe what happened. And it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. fine. I did that with some bacon yesterday. Yeah. It was a little ammoniated. And I'm like, eh. You you know it's wrong, but you still do it. I'm just yeah, telling you're you, like nothing. A wrong. little little time in the butter won't fix. Right. This is not what I would ever do in a professional kitchen. Zero chance. So which is what I'm trying to say is like I'm devolving. I'm completely <laughs> devolving as a cook. And I taste it after I cook one, and I was like, all right, I'm going to cook one. I'm going to taste one, and immediately spat it out. Oh. And, and I immediately drove back to the grocery store, and I went to the general manager. Oh. Yeah, because I was fucking pissed. I was so pissed because you could have gotten someone extremely sick. It was that bad. Oh, you went back with the bag. Oh, fuck yeah. And you talked to the manager. I I was like, this is a real problem. And they didn't believe me. This is insane. I got the manager and she was like, we have extremely high standards. I said, I don't doubt that you have high standards. I'm just saying, how could you let this slip through? Because this is just, we all make mistakes. Right? Mistakes happen, but this is, is this, this is real, really bad. Is this a real story? Real fucking story. That's Grace. I feel like I haven't talked to you in 12 hours and like <laughs> when did this this is insane. Oh, this one happened this, this one happened last week. This is insane. Back. Do you feel like the scallop thing negates the marinated meat win in a way? Oh, like that wasn't a, no, your... that wasn't a, that wasn't a Trader Joe's. The scallops things was at another grocery store. Yeah, but like you're going out of your comfort zone. Trader Joe's doesn't even have scallops. Sometimes it pays <laughs> off. Sometimes you eat a deadly scallop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm actually super curious because a lot of these in-house brands are, are pretty good. Like Sprouts, a lot of their in-house stuff is pretty fucking good. Trader Joe's, that pizza thing, I'm going to show you the box. You know what I've been doing? I've been baking two off and making them into fucking sandwiches by putting two together and baking one with ham. It's fucking amazing. It's like a little 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 panini. It's a little, it's a little wedgie. It's a little, a little wedgie, little wedgie sandwich. Um, I, I think Sprouts is great. Like Vons donuts are fucking great. Or Ralph's, you know, it's like every, every grocery store has certain things that are like, there's real value in them. Sometimes I'll go to Whole Foods in the morning and just fill a whole, um, hot food box with breakfast sausages. <laughs> also a smart move. <laughs> and a then just move. snack on them on the drive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not even. Here's the thing. You're not even on a keto diet. That's what I love about you. <laughs> <laughs> you 
because <laughs> I just have a croissant in the other hand <laughs> and no hands on the wheel. Oh my god! Uh, I'm into. I mean, I, 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 you know what? I've always wanted a reason to do this. I Let's do, do a this. breakdown. Like we got to get in the nitty gritty of everything. Frozen, frozen foods are like it can only be in house brands from the butcher to the fish department to the dry, dry pantry to the breads. The whole nine, like every supermarket grocery store has our own in-house brands. Yeah. And I, I, I'll i tell you, like, you know one of my favorite things, because I tell the world, Albertson's fried chicken is fucking Well, I was so just going to ask, can, does it also include the, yeah, like the sandwiches the and the deli and all this yeah, stuff? Fuck, Amazing. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. So good. So good. So I think this is going to be the next thing as we get out of the pie fucking hell that we've been in. Whole Foods chicken salad with the grapes is disgusting. Stop making that. And whoever keeps ordering it and causing them to continually make a chicken salad with nuts, with walnuts and grapes, please stop ordering it. It's so gross. Yeah, you could try all the the appetizing, the chicken salads, the egg salads. You know, I've always wanted to just order that shepherd's pie out of that cold deli case. See what happens. Yeah. Who? Who? And I think we should go back. Who's got the best rotisserie chicken? You know who's got a fucking good rotisserie chicken? Who? Bristol Farms has a pretty good rotisserie chicken. <laughs> but fool me once, shame on me twice. Two times I've bought the unseasoned fucking guy there. You know, that's not a problem. It seems like uh, our uh, Sasha is chiming in with a Costco multiple exclamation points. You know where the chicken is never not seasoned is at Costco. Always very seasoned. (laughs) Very full of brine. Yeah, guess what? The only thing that's good is that like chicken Caesar roll at Costco. That's pretty good. Their pizza (laughs) sucks. Their hot dogs suck. There, come at me, Costco fucking. (laughs) Their hot dogs are bad. That chicken chicken bake thing is pretty gnarly too, guys. That's the chicken bake thing is good. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. It's Caesar dressing <laughs> with cheese and chicken inside so of good. a it's fucking so cheesy bun, guys. We this could be the single greatest contribution to American culture we can do. This podcast, by in fact, giving, it might be the only contribution yeah. this group of people can make. To Dude, a straight definitive uh, 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 assessment. Each grocery store is like a a football team or NBA franchise. And we need to, we need to be the Mel Kiper Jr. and just break down fucking all of it. Yeah, and weekly uh, uh, love hate columns too, and just like you got to get into this one and skip this one. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. I was, I knew I was going to die sometime. <laughs> Dave, you were also saying just before we started recording that you're now intentionally only buying spicy snack foods. So oh that yes, Hugo can't eat them. Hugo has figured out how to put certain things together and climb so he can like hop from one stack of something to another stack. And he can like, like he's like climbing the pantry, like a Don, the Don wall to get (laughs) snacks and chocolates and things like that. So now everything is bitter and everything is spicy to prevent him from being like, Oh, I don't want to eat that. You know, what's amazing is like, this is, this is indicative of the Dave Chang mind i've been parenting for a little longer than you and i had i think me like 99 percent of parents had just sort of resigned myself to like well my kid doesn't like spicy food so i guess i don't get to eat spicy food when you (laughs) disruptor that you are you were like oh if i just buy spicy food then he can't have it yeah I'm just like I feel like I feel like this is like a you fucking, know what chocolate you know what chocolate my bars worst, I buy now 
It's just like dark chocolate. Ninety eight percent chocolate that I hate. Because he's like, this tastes like this is a chocolate. This tastes like shit. You You want chocolate? Go for it, buddy. I feel like such a a parenting idiot. Where it just it literally took me five years to be like, oh wait, I can win this (laughs) if I just play the game. Jordan, ask a, ask, an, ask a question from the listeners. Wait, hold on. Sasha, Sa- Sasha, what are your thoughts on a deep dive into each grocery store like as a sports franchise? Uh, I love it. I think this is great. I use these products all the time, especially at Trader Joe's because absolutely every single thing is the t- Trader Joe's brand, except it's not. It's mm. just branded as TJ's. It's like other products that they brand. So you mm-hmm. can get like the pita chips are like the pita chips that you get at co- at uh, any other grocery store, but they <laughs> just say Trader Joe's on them. This is how I my sofa. I was like, who is the manufacturer <laughs> of this sofa at Room and Board? Oh, I'll just buy it from this uh, Azerbaijani company. Yeah. Ex- There's Exactly what TJ's does. <laughs> There's some things that are really good there and some things that are not very fucking good there. Pizza Parlano. I don't even know what the... Is That's that the pizza that I have? house. <laughs> Is that the pizza that I've been buying? It's a pizza with peppers, sausage, and pepperoni. Oh, I haven't bought it's that. So can you? Good. Can you? Uh, I know you weren't part of the pr- pronunciation beat, but can you? Can you give us pizza parlano one more time, Sasha? The pizza parlano. <laughs> we call it parlano. <laughs> pizza parlano. <laughs> oh my god, we have exactly zero Italian listeners this left. Is, there, there, there's a, there's no like favorites. We're gonna give very objective advice. This is like, I bought a celery hearts today. Because I'm making stuffing what from Trader Joe's. What are you talking Joe's. about? Yeah, you bought celery, celery hearts, hearts today. Because I forgot celery at the other fucking grocery store. I was like, I'm not fucking going back. I I took it out and I'm like, that is the worst fucking <laughs> celery hearts I've ever Just seen like in my the life. Limpest, limpest, palest celery. Hearts. You bought them like, from oh TJ's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you can't buy you you can't buy anything fresh at TJ's. He didn't. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> so, so here's here's what I here's what I'm gonna have to do with this celery. I'm gonna have to peel it to get to the green. Are you using this to instill that Thanksgiving flavor? Or are you making that celery salad? What are you doing? Celery salad? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you only I'm, time I'm just, is, oh, only time oh, celery I'm salad is good. Only time celery salad is good is a Sichuan tendon salad with celery. That's yeah, it. Chili oil. Mm. Chili oil. That's it. Peanuts. But I believe celery is an, an absolute must in a sage sausage stuffing. Yeah, that's what the taste of stuffing is the taste of celery, really. God, I fucking hate this week and why I decided to cook so fucking dumb. Anyway, moving on. Let's go. Let's go to a half <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled over easy or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit-free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit-free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. What's up, Jordan? Let's hear it. All right. We'll fire up the fax machine here. Uh, we got a few questions about uh, recent episodes. So last month on the After Dark episode, we had the question from the fellow whose wife was going out of town for the first time in a few years. He wrote to you to ask about your day-long delivery <laughs> strategy the, per- the perfect game right and then and then you blacked out and then you blacked out and threw that doc ellis perfect game delivery day <laughs> i think it was 12 if you don't know that that was one of the best things i've ever done in my life it was like no it was it was and you know what was insane about it i i you have to tell me if this was intentional or not. this guy asked what's a perfect delivery day my wife's out of town you just started i i swear your eyes rolled back into the back of your head and you just started reeling off the, your perfect day I was speaking in tongues. And you started talking about it as a perfect game. Did you know that you had named exactly nine things, like nine innings worth of fucking delivery meals? Listen, when you're a pinball wizard, you don't know if you're a prodigy <laughs> or not. You just don't know. It just happens. <laughs> anyway, it was remarkable. Sorry, Jordan. Seth, Seth, that was the man. Seth, Seth something. Yeah. So this was incredible timing. He wrote in yesterday saying that the day before that was finally the day that his wife was out of town. So we we get this kind of hot off the presses, his report on what actually happened. Okay, so he did it. So he, he, he lived the day. Let's hear it. Okay, so he says, the big catch I didn't mention before is that I was also solo parenting a two-year-old. <laughs> so being a total shut-in wasn't an option. I took a ton of inspiration from everyone's suggestions and spent weeks planning on a number of scenarios, combining pickup here in Park Slope and delivery. Obviously, a toddler introduces an element of chaos, which is a challenge. But on the plus side, it also meant that there were three meals and two snacks built into the day that I could use before he even went to bed. Don't know if I pitched a perfect game, but I think it went great. So here's the rundown. He started, I think you started at 10.30, Dave. He started a little bit earlier. 7.30 a.m., while walking the dog, I grabbed a fresh-baked chocolate croissant and a flat white from Winter Bakery, which has a walk-up window outside. Did you think he pronounced it, Seth, as croissant? (laughs) Croissant. Croissant, pain au chocolat. Did he say chocolat? Chocolat. Chocolat. Croissant. Chocolat. Cannot be. I mean, I'm not a Frenchman, but that cannot be right. (laughs) (laughs) Could I have, excuse me, could I have one chocolat croissant? Seth, Seth, I love you for sending this in, but you're starting your day with a chocolate croissant and a flat white. What? (laughs) I guess he's in Park Slope. It's fine. That is so Park Slope. It's the most Park Slope thing in the world. A fresh-baked chocolate croissant and a flat white. God bless you. So then, 9.30 a.m., two hours later, he says, after dropping off a dog at home and hitting the playground, we went to Bagel Hole, and I grabbed a bagel and locks for myself and a bagel for my son. Does he go in description? What was in the bagel bagel and locks? He he sent a photo of this as well. I'm seeing some red onions. I'm seeing some capers. Capers? Okay, okay. Uh So, yeah, it looks like a... Yeah, I'm seeing a tomato slice in here. Now, what, what was a bagel on locks on one bagel cut in half? So it was two 
bagels or was it a New York? Was it a, like a sandwich where it was like one bagel as a sandwich? Right. Yeah, it's kind of sliced sandwich style, I would say. Seth, I actually do think ba- bagels are a good play with a kid because you can like get like a plain nothing and throw it at them to eat and you can get something good. Bagels are a smart, all right, all solo right, dad a, move. All right, what's next? All right, 12 p.m. His, his intervals are going a little larger than yours, I think. 12 p.m. <laughs> went to the Vietnamese place at the end of the block and grabbed a banh mi for lunch. What kind no of further description. I mean, I'm studying this photograph. I want to say it's pork. Turkey artichoke. <laughs> very light, very light colored, non-grilled pork. I mean, I because I, I've seen some people say they're eating banh mi with grilled chicken breast. They ain't so fucking banh mi. Hey, no grilled chicken breast in the banh mi. Seriously though. Uh, two thirty, two thirty p.m. During the second part of my son's nap, I got a Thai iced tea and crispy spring rolls delivered. Strong. That's the strong, strongest. You know, this is like watching like one of those like UFC or boxing matches where you're like, that fucking fifth round was fucking powerful. That this is his best move of the day so far. Hey, I'm looking at this banh mi picture, Jordan. This is legit. That's like pork loaf and pate and fucking. Okay. That's the okay. that's the real okay. deal. Okay. All right. So that that you know, it, it was under debate if it was like a low blow. No, it was a perfectly above <laughs> the belt. Hit. The, we've gone to the reflex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey. Thai iced tea? Yeah. I love condensed milk. Strong fucking move. (laughs) So good. This guy now is taking it seriously. (laughs) So good. He's taking it seriously. Seth? Seth? I didn't know how fucking serious you were, but now... (laughs) Now, who's the captain now? I'm the captain now. Oh, my God. I think you're going to feel good about this next one. 5.30 p.m., loaded up with new library books. I put my kid in the car and took him to the Popeye's drive-thru for the first time to get chicken tenders and red beans and rice which we both ate for dinner. <laughs> you know what this is? This, now, guy's gonna, this guy's going to make me fucking cry. <laughs> Seth. Seth, dude. You're now, now Seth isn't even like playing. Now he's a musician who's just like playing the hits. He played the hits. Seth, Seth, Seth. What, what? Did he take a photo because was it spicy? Or what sauces did he get with the Popeyes? Okay, <laughs> there is a Popeyes photo. Chris, I'm not seeing any sauces. No, but you know what I'm seeing here is... Red beans and rice, and he's a solo dad. Was it a big, 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 two, big one, or the tiny guy? He's tiny no, guy. You can never a, do red no, beans no, and no, rice. No, tiny no. guy. It's a, it's a, it's a. It looks like a full sizer, and okay. it looks like he's got at least four pieces of chicken in this box. Okay, good. Because let me tell you something about red beans and rice Popeye style. You can never get anything in the 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 two inch deli cup. You can't no. do anything. You cannot get red beans and rice because there's no gravity. There's no gravity sinking the fucking red beans down the sinkhole into the rice. If the you cup need is not deep tall well, enough, there's not yeah. enough potential energy in the beans. Well. <laughs> you need a deep well to 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 suck in all that. It's like they pack it, and it's just like a ninth wonder of the world. You have no idea how the the fucking red beans is like this hot molten core surrounded by the rice. You can't do that with the tiny guy. Never ever. Let order the small guy. So again, this guy's not. Did he get any biscuits? You can't He's got a biscuit, go a big old okay. biscuit right in the middle there. Now, Seth, Seth good job. Here's a, I, I've got to say something to Seth here. He sent us a picture. I can see the red beans and rice. I can see the chicken in the in the bucket. I mean, in the box. I can see the biscuit. I think I can also see two more side containers from Popeyes that he has not described to us. Oh, hmm. why would you not tell us what was in those two? Uh, you know, Seth, let us know because. If he went, if he went with 
dirty rice. Is that a separate uh, red beans for the two-year-old? No, 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 no. If he went double rice, man. Just enshrine I mean, this guy right now. Enshrine that him. That guy, he is a pendant man. He shall pass. <laughs> it's a fucking strong move, the dirty rice. Because then you can take some of the dirty rice and dip it in with the red beans. Mm-hmm. Strong move. And if you gave your son a mac and cheese, uh, you're, you're, you're a pro, man. All right, 7.30 p.m. At this point, with my son asleep, I had a number of moves ready to go and opted for a sushi combo. <laughs> yeah. And then there's kind of this qualifier where he says, would have gone dandan noodles and wontons and chili oil, but was starting to feel the burn from my sodium intake. <laughs> so a little regretful, I guess. I don't know. Uh, sushi combo, Dave. Mm-hmm. Overrated, underrated. I believe it's like, what is a sushi combo? It's like six pieces of maki, spicy tuna, or California roll, Six no, no, pieces no, no. of like, chef choice nigiri. If he, if he just, I, I, I need to know what what was that. If he got nigiri, like, you know, he he let on a base. He, he let on. A, he got a single. I'm looking at a picture, Dave. It's yeah, I'm six seeing a pieces solid of eight piece, eight piece nigiri. And some kind of some kind of. Okay, here's the here's the. I feel like we're the Peyton Manning brothers, like you know, doing Monday Night Football. <laughs> Manning brothers. I I I I. I, I you know, some people may not have a problem. I think that if you're really gonna. Be in the upper echelon of of gluttons. I would not put a nigiri in that that pantheon of greats. Like, <laughs> D- D- you know, like Chang. he's not he's not like a tier one. He's like a top top one hundred. You know, he's in the hundred hundred and fifty range of the best players. Like, not top one hundred. Hey, you know what you should have got, Seth? You should have got some fucking deep fried shit spider roll. You got to get the Philadelphia roll. Or the the Seattle roll where it's got Philadelphia cream cheese in it. You can get some sashimi, but it's got to be layered no. in a in a rainbow. No, no, no. Listen, but it has to be layered in a rainbow fashion over a California. The only roll. fucking things you get for sushi delivery are maki rolls. That's it. Crunchy, well, I'm saying, but a rainbow roll. You wouldn't fuck no, with a I'm rainbow just, roll. I'm talking to you, Seth. <laughs> you're, you're, clearly, you're better than this. And next time your wife goes out of town, you don't make the same mistake twice. We're gonna cut you. You're not gonna be on this fucking team. Did he just leave a did he leave a curveball hanging in the seventh inning? Did he just give up a home run or is he still in this? No, let's just see where he goes. And now it's just if he's on the team or not. He's he's trying to play for for for, for final roster spot. Right, right shit now, about right first now, you've got you've you've somehow walked the bases loaded and gotten to a full count here. Yeah. What's next? So right, disappointing. Nine PM He's <laughs> speeding up a little bit. Nine PM. Maybe the highlight of the whole day. I got some incredible chicken mole enchiladas delivered from Maya Taqueria. Very good. And we've got Very another. Good. We've got another photo here. Little guacamole on the side looks like. Well, again, if you're going to get something delivered, an enchilada is the move. Ten thirty p.m. To finish it all off, I busted out the key lime pie that I had had delivered around one p.m. during the first part of my son's nap, since the pie shop closed at six. Strong. That's the finisher. <laughs> Ten thirty p.m. Listen, My there dude. were a couple, 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 not clunkers, but you know what? Like, he, you know, he threw a couple interceptions. But Seth, the best, I think the part that we respect the most is it was 10.30 p.m. And you knew the pie shop closed at 6. So you ordered it at 1. You had a game plan the whole time. God's plan. The whole time, dude. Seth, I just want you to know, you're like, wow, that's uh, that was like a one in a lifetime day of eating. I want you to know if you really want to step up to the big boy league, that's an everyday thing. <laughs> Nolan Ryan had you seven to, no hitters, man. Yeah. You you want to really become a Hall of Famer? This is every day. 
Yeah, nobody remembers the guy who accidentally threw one no-hitter. Yeah. Seth, you're better than this. <laughs> he also only did eight uh, eight meals, so he like didn't send a pitcher out for one inning or something. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave was not even kidding. Like, the Tiger parenting, Seth, he just got, like, I've seen that in real, not on audio, not on a podcast form so many times. <laughs> I mean, Seth, if you're going to go all this far, finish the fucking a, job. Finish the fucking a, job. It's not a bit. This is just what it's like. <laughs> you know? Come on, man. Seth, thank you for sending sending that in. But let us know what was in those other Popeye's containers. I'm still intrigued. All right. We did one question, Jordan, in an hour. Let's do <laughs> at least one more, please. One more question. All right. So going back to that same episode i think you guys did the uh salad ranking at the end of that uh discussion <laughs> I the salad ranking. I forgot about the salad <laughs> southwest chicken salads oh man and we got a note from uh kate terauchi who says yeah this is sort of sticking in the eating in new york city realm for a minute kate terauchi wrote in to say dave a quick note to say i never eat a tomato and onion salad with steak at peter luger's but back in the early 2000s, the Masa team, I guess you worked at Masa in the early 2000s, the Masa team would frequently enjoy the delicacy with their thick-cut bacon before steak. We also brought good salt and garlic soy to opt out of the Luger sauce. Where are you on bringing your own condiments in a situation like this? <laughs> no. What? Absolutely not. What? 100% no. What? No. What? I can tell you something I remember very vividly. Pierre May, if you don't know who he is, top three pastry chefs of all time. Maybe number one. Because I don't currently consider Albert Adje a pastry chef. Dessert chef. Pierre May on the fucking pinnacle. He's in Mount Olympus of the greatest of the greats. Great Parisian pastry chef. Dude's done it all. Amazing. There was an article many, many years ago, probably like 2000 or something like that. And it was the beginning of the food section where people were like becoming a little bit more knowledgeable. And one of which was an article about um, kinds of salt that you garnish with and cook with. Yeah, I think it was 2000. And in the article, he talks about bringing his own wooden box of Florida cell wherever he goes to garnish on his food. And that's when I said, I could never, ever work for this guy. I'll eat his food, <laughs> but I can't work for this guy. <laughs> I don't want to work for him anymore. And I was a legitimate note to self. I'm like, I, I can't respect a guy truly if he feels like he's so inclined to bring a own box, a wooden box of Florida cell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got to find, it was a wooden box. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, like a dime bag, maybe, but <laughs> a wooden box of Florida cell everywhere just to season his food. Yeah. Pierre. Wow. Mon ami. Wow. Do you think it was engraved? <laughs> like it had a monogram on it or something? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find this thing. Yeah, here it is. Chef's new accession, Grains from the Wild. Yes, August 30th, 2000. My fucking memory. Unfucking believable. Crazy person. Uh, Pierre May, the French pastry chef, is so completely enamored of Florida Cell. That he never leaves home without it. For the last 10 years, he has carried a small, specifically made wooden box filled with it in his briefcase at all times. I often have to use it in restaurants, he said. It can even turn a bad meal into something not so bad. 
Wow. I remember Specially that. made. Did he, yeah. Do you think he designed it? I, I just remember being like, I can't fucking work for this guy. That's a, like a legitimate thought. Hey, everyone. This is the Dave Chang Show Ombudsman. I'm, I'm just interrupting here to let you all know that while Dave is correct that Pierre and Mary carries a uh, wooden box of Florida cell with him. It's only fair that you know that Dave Chang brings a little tub of Momofuku savory salt everywhere he goes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice organic plug. Nice organic plug. I'm the Lady Eloise of Momofuku now, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Just sprinkle <laughs> I just promote shit. Um, I can't pull that shit. I can't pull... Bring my home fucking tamari to Peter Luger's. Like, I can't do that shit. No. In fact, the only time you're able to do that is, I think, if you are, like, dining kosher or you have some severe allergy, I don't think you should bring anything. In fact, I don't even think you should bring a fucking cake to another restaurant. Your birthday cake. That's fucking unacceptable. If they make desserts, no. You shouldn't no. do that. Don't fucking do that. What uh Seth, you hear me? Don't fucking do that, Seth. <laughs> this is not Seth anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seth. Holy shit. What's wrong with me? Why do I remember that? How weird is that? I I just like I I mean, I, I have such like a vivid like image in my head of you're a young cook at a restaurant that you feel is probably too good for you to be working at, and you're just like I gotta do. I gotta like absorb everything. Everybody around me lives and breathes this. I live and breathe this. I'm gonna read about this. I'm taking notes. Fleur de Sel, Pierre Hermé, who is this? Marcus Samuelson. Like everybody's in here. It's amazing. All right, I'll throw another one here. This is from Brian Joseph, who asks. Uh, you know hey, what? Can all. I just can I just say if you're gonna have two oh, yeah, first cool. names, that's a good one. <laughs> you like Brian Joseph? You like those two? Dear? I also like Vance Joseph, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Anything that ends in Joseph is a really good... If you're going to have a last name that's a first name, Joseph is probably the penultimate best last name that's a first name. What's wow. the best? What's the best? Because the first one is Chris. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wait, what is the... Because everyone's like, what? Peter Chris. David Chris? <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I must win ultimate. I, I, I'm a little drunk. It is, uh, it is penal because because anything that has a Chris because it always is a question mark. Chris, David, Chris. <laughs> but Joseph is much more definitive. But you know what I mean. It, it doesn't even have to be a Chris. It would be Chris. I've known a Chris, but I've also known a Chris. Scott, Chris. What? <laughs> you, can't, you can't. You can't. You can't have Chris. As a last name without it being an immediate question. You know what's wild is like, you know what, Dave Chang Show listeners, Dave is drinking, is actually drinking for these shows. And this guy doesn't actually do this. He's really doing this for you. Well, Brian Joseph with the penultimate <laughs> finest last name. <laughs> I forgot we were making a podcast. To ask, <laughs> hey Dave, can a good version of a dish ruin that food everywhere else? For example, I feel like I can't eat deep dish pizza outside of Chicago. I've also been known to drive to New York from Philadelphia because the Italian food in New York is just better. Am I just a food snob? No. No, you're a dude with two first names. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? He goes to New York because the Italian food's better than Philadelphia? And he what was the other thing? Philadelphia to drive to New York to drive to New York City. And he can't eat deep dish outside of Chicago. Italian food. Mark Vetri would like to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Brian Joseph, I'm just going to say uh, maybe I don't agree with you. <laughs> I mean, my dude, you're leaving like one of the great Italian-American <laughs> dining cities in, uh, in the country, too. And I also don't necessarily agree with you that deep dish pizza is only good in Chicago. I don't even think, think it's good. This holds true for is there any foods where this uh, bears out? Sushi. Sushi is the one. Yeah. Where Tokyo ruins you for everywhere else. It, it is good, but like, it's just on another planet there. I mean, there are definitely things that you shouldn't eat outside of their, like, you know, we've talked about fucking pokey forever. Don't eat that. Yeah, but like, again, I think the best comp we have to American sushi, because there's a lot of great sushi as clearly. But I, it's like almost a little bit like a MLS. Hmm. Yeah. To Premier League. Yeah. And there's that doesn't mean MLS doesn't produce players that are fucking great. Right. Or if you've never seen a Premier League match, the MLS is fun, is great. But if you've seen the Premier League. If you grow up watching the Premier League, you're not like, woo, MLS. <laughs> you're like, this is the same. It's the you same. Know, this it's is where you same. go to watch um, the 38, 39-year-old superstars go to pasture. That's a really good comp. That is what the difference is. It's actually not a knock against the MLS. Like the MLS, no. like those are quality soccer players, and the United States soccer is on the rise. But like, if you've been to Manchester United, Liverpool in England, you just can't. <laughs> and I, I, I'll even say ramen as well. You know, ramen in Japan is just on another planet. Still, you think ramen as much? Yeah. You think the Delta's as much as with sushi? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, man. You have an entire industry built around the supply chain of ramen there. Yes, that's absolutely true, actually. Because there's still, like, the fundamental experience of eating ramen in Japan is still not the same here at all. I'd also tell you Peking Duck in Beijing and a couple places in Shanghai ruins it for everything else in the world. You know what, Dave? going Going to Texas for... Barbie beef barbecue. I, I, I would say that I would say that Copenhagen ruined nasturtiums for me. <laughs> yeah, Copenhagen <laughs> fucked up uh, all the cool sounding names of food ingredients: cloudberry, <laughs> sea buckthorn. Fucking awesome name, by the way. Sea what a buckthorn. cool name. Fuck strawberry, cloudberry. Fuck yeah. Oh, God damn. And then it's just the sourest thing you've ever tasted. Sea buckthorn sounds like a fucking pirate. Sea <laughs> buckthorn is a good pirate name. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Let's, I, sounds I, like I, a I, fucking Moby Dick character. <laughs> Are you sure he wasn't on the Pequod? <laughs> You oh my god! What first made on the Pequod? <laughs> we just had a Pequod fucking reference. Uh, <laughs> Seabuckthorn at Trader Joe's, though. Oh pretty yeah, good. the Trader Joe's Seabuckthorn frozen gnocchi, chef's kiss. Wait, they have Seabuckthorn frozen gnocchi? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sure I was there's... about to break. I was about to break my table in half. <laughs> I'm sure, there's a Seabuckthorn something though. Uh, Jordan, one... buck... No, they're gonna have a Seabuckthorn fluid gel. That's what they're gonna. Have. <laughs> I think. I think both of you guys can probably feel this getting out of the restaurant world for a minute. This is a question from Derek Lays, who writes, "Hey, fellas, my wife and I have two boys, ages five and eight. Dave, get ready for the real worst part of parenting: making your kids fucking school lunches. No, Seriously, it's only easy. November, and I've had it. Best part of having kids. Only part of kid having kids that it's fun. <laughs> so his question basically is, what the hell are you going to make? PB&J is out due to allergies. 
Are you just going to send chicken nuggets because you know they'll eat them? Are you going to resort to Lunchables? Have you have you visualized this already? Yeah. I'm going to be eat drink man woman. And I'm going to make this fucking kid <laughs> quadruple, triple decker, like whatever box, Tiffin box, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the sickest shit. I'm going to, I'm basically going to have to block off 8 to 10 p.m. every night when they go to school because I have to make this goddamn thing. It's the it's best. Gonna be the, it's going to be the sickest shit ever. That's when I'm going to start cooking again, whenever that day can happen. Dude, no, it's the best part. It's the only thing that, like, you're Derek talking Chris. to the wrong people, Derek, Chris. His name's not Derek, Chris. <laughs> See, is there any way you could say Chris as a last name without it being a question? Seriously, why Why is that? Does it sound like a question every time if someone's mm. last name is Chris? Chris? <laughs> <laughs> only know, if it's your own name. Maybe if you're introducing yourself, maybe there's a way to do it. Only if you're introducing yourself. But if you're talking to about somebody like... Bob, Chris, there's no way you can't have the inflection sound like a question mark. It's an impossibility. One more. Uh, you want to do one more, Chris? One more? See? Okay. See, it's a good question. <laughs> Chris? <laughs> it sounds like a question when he's asking a guy named Chris a question. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This question is from Dylan Davis. What uh, do we almost only have two first names? Two first <laughs> Double D, what's up? <laughs> Dylan Davis, what the fuck Dylan is going Davis. on? That's a good name. He says, Dave, my friend and I recently ate at a yakitori spot that I thought was absolutely amazing. We went in there determined to try everything, but I think we made some amateur moves and didn't pace ourselves as well as we should have. The guy working the grill was obviously a fucking pro and everything came out at the exact moment it was ready to eat. So my question is, when ordering yakitori, what, and more importantly, when do you order it? Really trying to nail that perfect flow of grilled meats and would love to hear some insight on this. Well, there's lots of different ways to do this. Um, I don't know where to begin. If you're going to a real, real, real top, 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 top spot, there's a place I when I was cooking in Japan many years ago, I'd go with Ed Higgins and we'd go to a place in Kababashi, which is like the kitchen supplies chain, uh, like center, uh, amazing place. We were going to visit Tokyo and we'd go to a place where the chef would break down a chicken for us and cook it as it was being broken down. So the really top spots, it's like, there's only one chicken, you know, like the really top spots only have like, say six to 12 chickens a night. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you really have a choice. You know, you, you get it in a some kind of progression, you know, um, whether you get the organ meats first or the cartilage and a lot of the sort of the Pope's nose stuff at the end, like Ooh, every yum. place, even like top sushias, they have their own sort of um, progression. They can change it up a little bit. A lot of the top yakitori spots, to my knowledge, I'm not an expert having eaten a lot though. They have their own progression if it's going to be like a like a, a omakase style. On the other hand, if you're going to some of the spots, say in New York, you're just ordering and they're going to give it to you as it goes. And it's going to be whatever's cooking the fastest and whatever's on the grill, I think, um, first and foremost. So I don't think there's necessarily progression. But my move is there's no limit. The first thing I'm doing is 
you should order as many tebasakis as possible to like, tell you you can't <laughs> order anymore. Uh-huh. You want to you take the restaurant to the breaking point because, um, you know, this another is one boned is... Out, boned out chicken. Or is, uh, it, sorry, uh, it doesn't always have to be boned sorry, out, like, but like... Butterflied, basically, chicken wing. It, 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 it doesn't always have to... Tebasaki can... A lot of places don't do the butterflied wing. And if it's a place that says, no, 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 you can only have four, that's going to be a good place. You already know it's going to be a good place. Right. You can only because have two. Because it's based on how many chickens they have, not chicken, how many yeah. bags of chicken wings yeah. they bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you can go... But even still, if it's a bad place, I'm still taking it to the breaking point, to the meniscus point of each yakitori <laughs> No shop. more tebasaki. Yeah, yeah. You got to do that. You got to take it to the breaking point. Even if it's a bad place, you want to order as many fucking wings as possible. This fucking guy. You, you want to get a sukune? So, like, to me, one of the best spots when I eat chicken breast, and uh, again, some of the top, top spots will serve it to you rare. A lot of rare or even raw chicken. Uh, one of my favorite one is umeboshi with some shiso on it. Oh, and that's got to be on a really, really rare chicken breast. That's delicious. I don't know. I haven't, you know what? I haven't been to Yakitori in two years. Fuck, guys. doesn't that sound good? Yeah, it sounds so good. Oh my God. With like a, like a Asahi from the machine. Oof. Oh my God, Dave. The only things I would contribute to this or ask you, Dave, what are some things if you're in Japan and you're at like a yakitori joint, similar to the way you talk about parks and how they have like amazing soups because they have so much scrap. Are there like other dishes on the yakitori menu that depends? Some of the top spots have like ramen after hours. Mm -hmm. You have to special order Mm -hmm. uh, because they have um, like python or like amazing chicken ramen, basically. Yeah, amazing chicken ramen. But I think what you're really looking for is cleanliness, number one. Mm. Bencher tan, too. And if you really are local, you can see, you can learn about how they make the tare. There's some tare that is like, um, I don't know, 50 years old, right? Because it's like the starter batch where they're basically putting all the ch- chicken drippings and everything into the sauce. Um, and also, it's like, Again, I'm I'm the furthest thing from a yakitori expert, even though I've eaten a lot. I just feel like it's the vibe, and a lot of it is a local your local spot. Like, and I'd also say in Japan that's very similar. Like Little Meg would say about sushi, it's like all the stupid Americans are like, "What's the best? What's the best?" She said, "There is no best. There are a bunch that are the best, and every given night, one or two of these places could be the very best that night." And I feel that's the same sentiment towards a lot of the top yakitori spots, and. There's so many great yakitori spots. There's so many great restaurants that don't even get any recognition because they don't want it. So it's like the idea of what's best, at least in Tokyo, or at least in Japan, is sort of fucking stupid because some of the very best spots work very hard, so they never have to cook for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they work really hard to be under... They don't yeah. want any recognition. So but No, it's like that thing where, like, your local, your local spot might be... Will be, like, the best yakitori meal you've ever had but it's just like some local spot for sure but there's a lot of places that are really great that are just they don't want any recognition or it's a private club and you're never going to get in so you know i think at the end of the day especially after so many years and with covid it's really recalibrating what i think i just think honestly go to a place that makes you fucking happy who gives a shit it's like a particularly rated whatever who gives a shit just go to a place that you think is good and that's all that matters I want fucking yakitori so bad. <laughs> I've never met a piece part of the chicken that I haven't loved at a yakitori place. Am I? I am a chicken ass man, man. I I'm a chicken ass man, dude. The Pope's nose. 
I don't know how you many know, noses that Pope's got, but I'll eat every ass that chicken's got. I am a chicken ass man. That's a that's a t shirt. <laughs> let's make it. All right, let's go to sleep. All right, um, guys, thank you for listening to. I yes. think the beginning of a new podcast series, <laughs> us grading grocery stores. Oh, we got to do that for sure. I'm into that. Let's do that. Um, I'm going to go spend all my money at grocery stores and tell you what to buy and what not to buy. And clearly, I don't go to Trader Joe's enough to call it as an acronym, like Sasha TJ's. <laughs> Good God, Sasha! Jesus Christ! How many more times do I have to go before I call it TJ's? Pizza Parlano. Pizza Parlano. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, guys. Good night. Give us five stars. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.